morning. You know, I'm probably like many of you uh, who throughout the week, I on a daily basis, get my news online. I open up um, local websites and, and national websites to get what's going on in the world. In fact, I'm thankful for that because I wouldn't have known that I'm an earthquake survivor yesterday if I hadn't seen it online. Uh, but you too are earthquake survivors. I still do get the newspaper, mostly for the comics. Um, but otherwise, I get all my news online. Um, and of course, with my job, and my profession, I'm especially interested when the church makes the news, makes a headline for some reason. And so I always read those articles. And sadly, you probably notice if you do the same thing, that when the church makes the, the headlines, either local headlines or, or national headlines, it's not usually something good. It's usually because the church has, has experienced something bad. Um, there's so much good that never gets gets broadcast, but when something bad happens, there it is, headlines, right? And, and over the years, I've learned that as I track church news on the local and national websites, there's one thing I cannot allow myself to do. I cannot allow myself to read the comment section that comes under the article, right? That, that place where, 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 where people can post anonymously online comments is not the best source for thoughtful responses and deep insights. Okay, that's, that's the nice way of saying that those sections are most often uh, um, intellectual and ethical wasteland. Okay, it's not worth reading. When I, when I do, I usually end up either angry at what people write about the church or heartbroken at what people write about the church and about pastors like me. Right, so, so last month I was reading the, the local website and there was a local church in, in the news and I accidentally allowed myself to slip down into the comment section and I read it. And again, angry, heartbroken, all of those things together. Because it was, it was sad to read about what people in our community around us think of us. What they think of the church, what they think of pastors, what they think of the Christian Reform Church specifically. And you read... You read the comments about the Christian Reformed Church, and, and you think that we're the Dutch Mafia around here, right? That we're all about, about getting money, that we're all motivated by greed and bigotry and, and, and judgmentalism and bitterness and hatred. And their perspective about the church is that all churches, every single one of them is all about getting money. All they want is to, to convince people to give them money so they can build bigger buildings, and pastors, according to them, are the worst. Right? Pastors are, are simply the ones who are, who are trying to line their own pockets so they can buy bigger houses or cottages on the lake. Or, or pastors are the ones who are, all pastors are abusers, hiding behind protection of the church. It, it made me sad to read those comments. Now, I know that the church is not perfect. I know that pastors are human. I know that, that there are churches and there are pastors that are motivated by greed. And I do know, as you can't deny, that the church has been a place where abusers have hidden for years. But that isn't all of us. That isn't every church. That isn't every pastor. And it makes me sad to read this broad brush stroke that they paint all churches, all pastors, all Christians with. 
And I know that these posters on this website, you get the extremes, right? You get the extreme of one end there. But my guess is their opinions aren't that foreign, foreign to many people in our community. Maybe they're more mild, right? My guess is to a lot of people all around us, the church is maybe not that, that villainous, but the church is at least irrelevant, quaint, useless. They see little purpose in the church. And I wonder if maybe we haven't shown them very well what the true church is really all about. Or maybe they just aren't looking. Maybe they aren't paying attention. Either way, it convicted me a couple months ago as I was reading those sections that we need to spend some time talking about what we truly are all about here. And I thought today would be a perfect day. We just finished our congregational meeting when when we do once a year where we get together and we kind of do the business of the church. It seemed like the perfect time to just pause and, and talk together about what it is that we are supposed to be doing here and why we do it. To talk together about what is the business of the church. We usually don't like to use the word business when it comes to church, do we? Because it, it makes us look like and sound like we're, we're a for-profit entity, just like those, those posters criticize us to be. But Jesus uses the word business. And I think when he uses that, that word business in his context, he's not talking about the church and being a corporate entity. He's talking about what we're really all about. He's using the definition of business that says business is something with which a person is rightly concerned. Right? So we say in conversation, something is none of your business. In other words, you don't need to be concerned about that. That's none of your concern. Or maybe it is your business. In other words, pay attention. Be concerned about this. Care about this. I think that's what Jesus is talking about when he uses that word in John chapter 15. Okay, in John 15, Jesus is in the upper room with his disciples. Yeah, they had the, the last supper already. And this is the night he's going to be betrayed. The next day he's going to die. And he spends time teaching them and sharing his heart with them. And he says these words to them. He says, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything I have learned from the father. I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Did you catch that? Because I don't call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Said, I call you friends because I've taught you the master's business. We aren't servants. We aren't small cogs in God's wheel that have no idea what's going on. We just do our duty and we let God do whatever he wants to do. No, Jesus says. We are invited as the church to share in God's business as business partners with him. Sharing his purpose, sharing his goals. We're invited as individuals to be part of God's business. And we are invited as the church, as Ivan Rest Church community, to be about God's business with him. To share God's concerns. To make his business our business. So what exactly is that? What exactly are we supposed to be about then? Now those of you who, who maybe lead in business or maybe own your own business, you're good at asking that question. 
I assume you ask it often. What's our business? You, you clearly know what your business is. You clearly know what your goals are. You know what you are about. And, and that determines what you do and how you do it. Well, do we know what the business of the church is? What our goals are? What we're supposed to be about? And are those things shaping what we do and how we do it? We need to know what's our business. And Jesus gives us three foundational things that we need to know about when it comes to the business of the church. Turn with me to Mark chapter 12. Take out your Bibles. Mark 12 is found on page 983 in the Bibles you have in front of you. We're going to start at verse 28 of Mark 12. It's a, it's a familiar exchange that Jesus has with one of the religious leaders, one of the religious teachers of the day. And in this conversation he has with this individual, Jesus tells us the business of the church. And when we get any of these three foundational purposes wrong, when we miss these, then we've lost our way. Then we're doing some other business that God didn't intend. And as a community, we need to be pursuing these things. As individuals, we need to be pursuing these things. Okay, listen to this exchange. Between Jesus and this religious leader. Starting at verse 28. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. He asked him. Of all the commandments. Which one is the most important? The most important one answered Jesus is this. Hear O Israel. The Lord our God. The Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. For you are right in saying that God is one, and there is no, none other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And from, the, from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. Right, in, that, in that brief interchange, Jesus makes it clear what the business of Ivan Rest Church must be. And it starts, first of all, he says, the business of Ivan Rest Church and its members is, first of all, to love God. The greatest command, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Love God. It sounds like a, the most obvious truth possible. But it's one that we far too often miss. You see, we need to remember when we realize that, that our business is all about loving God. That our business is not all about us. The, the business of the church is not all about you. It's not all about me. It's not about our comfort. It's not about our preferences. It's not about even meeting our needs. Right? When the church becomes about us, then we put ourselves in the center and we've missed the greatest concern. We've missed our main business. 
the community at the core must be about loving God, loving the God who loves us, who rescues us, who forgives us, who redeems us, who saves us, and who transforms us. When we make the church and all its actions about us instead of about God, then we're no longer doing the business of the church. We're doing our own business. And us loving God, us loving Him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and learning to do that more and more, us loving God as individuals and as a community does not depend on what's going on around us in the church. Us loving God depends deeply on our own hearts, on our own desire to love God, on our own willingness to love God, on our own our own devotion to Him. We talked about that word a few weeks ago. Devotion. Are we devoted to loving Him? Do we really want to love Him? If we do, if we've come here really wanting to love God, then, then that doesn't depend on the songs that Sherry picks every Sunday morning. It doesn't depend on the instrumentalists playing their notes right and the singers sounding just right. It doesn't depend on how good this worship space looks. It doesn't depend on how engaging my sermon is. If we think all these things need to be aligned to our preferences and our comforts, then we've taken God out of the center of our worship and we've placed ourselves there instead. Yes, we who are involved in worship, must strive to give our best for God's glory. But when our own style and our own comfort and our own purpose becomes what matters most, what we're looking for on a Sunday morning, then we've lost our primary concern. Our concern, our business is to love God. And that can happen through music, in spite of music, and without music. That can happen through a preacher, in spite of a preacher, or without a preacher. That can happen in a beautiful church sanctuary, or in a rundown warehouse, or under the scorching sun under an African tree. Our concern, our business, is loving God, keeping Him at the very core and center. And that's our business not only on Sunday mornings, that's our business all throughout the week. Right? That's the church's business. So, so iClub and Gems and Cadets and all the youth group events that we have aren't just there to provide social outlet for your children. It's a place to belong, even though there's value to belonging. They're there to help us, help our children love God and learn to love Him more and more. All the Bible studies throughout the week, the small groups that meet all over the place, the life groups that we have. Yeah, it's great to learn, but it's first of all about loving God. That's got to be the core. That's our business. Love God. Jesus makes it clear here to this religious leader in this story. He makes it clear to all of us here in the church that our business is about a relationship with him, not about the rituals and styles and activities that we go through. And so in verse 33, this religious leader, he, he gets it. He says to Jesus that loving God is more important, he says, than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. That's the ritual of worship that they went through in that era, right? Loving God is more important than all those burnt offerings, all those sacrifices, all those rituals that we do every Sunday morning. That we so often let divide us. 
that we so often debate about, that we so often make the top priority when it comes to worship. Am I going to be pleased? Is it going to serve me? God needs to be at the center loving him. And we as leaders of Ivan Rest Church need to make sure that that's what ministry is about here. Each of us as individuals needs to make sure that's what our lives are about. Loving God is our number one business. But Jesus ties a second purpose to, to that one very, very closely. Right? We're in the business of loving God. He says, and if you're in the business of loving God, then you will naturally be loving people as well. Again, it's about relationships. Our rightful concern, our business is cultivating and developing a love for the people that God loved enough to send his own son to die for. Jesus makes it clear, if we're doing the business of loving God, then we will be doing the business of loving his people as well. That means within this community, this community called Ivan Rest Church, we love each other here. The Ivan Rest Church community must be characterized, first of all, by a love for God and also a love for each other. That's what the world needs to see when they see us. And you know, that may seem obvious, but that certainly hasn't been true of many churches. And honestly, it hasn't always been true of Ivan Rest Church. But if we are not loving each other, then we aren't doing the business that God called us to. What, what does that mean? What does that mean to love each other? It means that we build relationships with each other on a foundation of grace, not judgment. Right? Every single one of us is, is broken by sin. We recognize that. We admit that. But we are not going to let that sin pull us apart. Right? In grace, we offer each other forgiveness Instead of judgment. In mercy, we welcome each other despite our brokenness. And in love, we refuse to let each other stay broken. We want better for each other. We want the transformation that God wants for us. So our love dares to speak truth to each other. Truth that will challenge and encourage us to become all that God desires us to be. You know what that transformation journey is called, that journey of becoming all that God desires us to be, it's called discipleship. Being and becoming all that God desires for us to be. Our business is active discipleship. Sharing that journey together is what is the most loving thing we can do for each other. Sharing that journey of discipleship is the business of the church. And inviting others around this community to share in that journey is the business of the church. Our call to love people is not limited to this community. Our business concerns the people we go to school with and the people who live in our neighborhoods and the people we work with and the people who are in our families. The ones who need to know that there's a better way to live. A better way to live today and a better way to live for eternity. Our business is to love them enough to offer them grace. The grace that we have received, we now give. And to welcome them into this discipleship journey. Because God wants so much more for them as well. 
Love refuses to allow them to stay lost when we know the way. This religious leader that Jesus is talking to, he gets it. I think he probably gets it better than many or maybe most of us. Our business is to love God and to love people. And Jesus wraps up this brief conversation by revealing the third and final core purpose of the church. He looks at this this teacher of the law and he says to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the goal that Jesus lays out there. That's the business Jesus has in mind for this man. That's the business Jesus, the concern that Jesus has in mind for you and for me and for Ivan Rest Church as well. Our business is to be about God's kingdom business. And that doesn't mean only, yeah, that doesn't mean only we're about you know, the kingdom that will be someday, about saving souls to the kingdom of God someday. Okay, that's God's business, right? God changes hearts. God saves souls. He often uses us out of his graciousness. But that's God's business to change souls someday. Our business includes bringing that heaven that we anticipate someday to earth here today. To, to more and more transform this world and this culture to be what God intended and designed it to be, to bring heaven to earth, to right the wrongs that we experience and to bring justice in the face of injustice and to undo the brokenness that Satan has brought into this world, into our society, into our own relationships. That's the kingdom that we're about. And yet too often, you and I are more concerned about building our own little kingdoms than we are about God's kingdom, aren't we? And this world around us sees that in us. And it posts their comments online about us. Our business is about God's business. It's about growing God's kingdom. Not Tony's kingdom. Not Ivan Rest Church's kingdom. It isn't about us building buildings or programs or or bragging about the size of our church or all those things only have any value as they point to God's growing kingdom here on this earth. All of those things only have any value as they usher in the new heaven and the new earth right into our world and our community and our lives here today. That's the only value. That's our business to grow God's kingdom through active discipleship. Through relationships of love and grace that mirror the love and grace of Jesus Christ. And so about an hour ago, we had our congregational meeting. Some of you were there. It's the one time a year where the church kind of looks like a business, Right? We approved the budget. We elected new officers. We did some other things. It's not really the business of the church, is it? What we did there. Those things are are vital steps we take in order to really do the real business of the church. The real business of the church, which is to love God, to love people, and to grow his kingdom wherever he places us. God's business must be our business. 
And so we need to make sure that we know God's business, that we are doing God's business. So that when the world sees Ivan Rest Church, when your friends, your co-workers, your fellow students, your neighbors, when they experience Ivan Rest Church through you, through their relationship with you, they experience God's love. They experience God's kingdom coming through you. They get a taste of God's business, of God's concern, because we're living out God's business. You pray that that's the case. Father God, forgive us, please, because far too often we have placed our business above your business. We've cared more about our kingdom than your kingdom. We've cared more about the kingdom called Ivanrest Church, about the pride that goes with it. We've cared more about our own personal kingdoms than about working for justice and loving in your name. Forgive us because we have been what those online posters have accused us of being. And we failed to do your business. Help us, please, to learn how to love you more and more. Give us that kind of desire and devotion and passion. Help us to see the opportunities you give us to love your people. The people you died for. The people you gave your life for. The people you rose again for so that they might be saved. And we know the path. We know how to live the life that you've designed for us. Don't let us hoard that information. Don't let us stay silent. But out of a deep love and compassion. Make us people who invite them and welcome them onto this discipleship journey. This journey towards true life that you've given us. And Father, we are eager, make us eager for your kingdom to come. Take away all our self-pride, all our greed, all our self-centeredness. And give us a passion to see heaven come to earth. To see rights made wrong, wrongs made right. To see injustices challenged and made right. May we lead with love and lead with grace and see your kingdom come in us and through us. It's in Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. I can invite the worship team to come on forward if you would. We're going to sing that prayer as our response. The song is Build Your Kingdom Here, and it's a prayer that God would build his kingdom. And I hope when you sing it, you're asking God to build his kingdom, not only here in Ivan Rest Church, because we need to be about his kingdom, but I pray that you're asking God to build his kingdom in your own heart, in your own life, that you will allow him to make his kingdom purposes your number one purpose, to make his 